0: Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. People have good hearts.
1: You
2: know, to see all this division now that's going on and everybody just pulling together because they see a need, it just, you know, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter uh, if you're vaxxed or not or, or any of that stuff. Everybody's pulling together to help those that are in need.
1: It's been amazing watching how a simple social media post has turned into something so much more. We're joined today by Naomi Fair. She is the board chair of Candlelighters Childhood Cancer Support Group. She herself has also lost a child to cancer. Today in Connections, she's going to share a little bit about her story. She's going to share a little bit about Candlelighters Childhood Cancer Support Group. She'll also tell us a little bit about how people have stepped up to help out children being isolated in the cancer ward at the Health Sciences Centre in Winnipeg. Our guest today is Naomi Fair. She is the board chair of Candlelighter's Childhood Cancer Support Group. She has also experienced loss losing her son to cancer 10 years ago.
0: Uh, So Naomi Fair, you are involved in some pretty amazing work helping out parents that are facing difficult circumstances. And especially right now, we're going to hear about that a little bit today on the show. Uh, But first of all, Uh, You're doing this work because you've been there and experienced tough circumstances in your own life. Could you tell us a little bit about your son, Josh, and the things that he faced and you went through as a family?
2: Um, Josh was a healthy kid and all of a sudden he just, you know, wasn't feeling so good. And we took him in for some testing and they immediately had us uh, rush him into Winnipeg Children's Hospital for Some blood tests and stuff and um, we were told that he uh, had leukemia and so after a lot of testing and blood transfusions um, he went into remission uh, you know with treatment and stuff and uh, treatment lasted uh, around three years so we spent a lot of time in children's hospitals so we definitely know what it's like in there and it's an amazing place amazing caregivers the staff are unbelievable Um, but you know you never you never want to be there (laughs) if you don't have to but uh, so yeah we know we we spent a lot of time um, or numerous times um, isolated as well our, our isolation didn't last as long as what they're going through right now um but even just a couple of days i know how hard that is when you're the only caregiver in the room and so it it just kind of broke my heart uh when i heard what's going on there right now so
1: now speaking going back to josh a little bit as yeah, a sorry. parent <laughs> <laughs> as a parent what is it like to hear that diagnosis and and to face that that is not something we want to hear as parents
2: no absolutely and of course your minds go all over the place right because cancer has such a a heavy it's it's a heavy word and um you know you you don't want to look on the dark side of it right but it's a reality that every parent faces um you know, it's, it's hard. And your lives change.
0: How was Josh able to handle this and and go through the diagnosis?
2: Well, Josh um, had a previous brain injury, I guess he had a 12 hour grand mal seizure that he survived. So he had a little bit of, of brain damage. So they classified him as secondary autism i guess and so he didn't understand what was going on so he just kind of you know fought against it for a while and uh but he eventually just kind of succumbed to knowing that you know this is what i have to do and uh you know he he did really well through it considering all of the the other challenges he was facing so um we didn't have to deal with the um I guess, the mental part of it where, you know, it's, he didn't understand what he was doing. He just, hmm. or what was going on in his body. He just knew this is what we have to do. So.
0: What was it like for your faith as you went through this? Was it, um yeah, did your faith strengthen you and help you? Or was it difficult to believe in the middle of those circumstances?
2: You know, we were never ones to
0: blame God, I guess.
2: You know, you hear a lot of anger at God and whatever and I just we're more we're more the type of people where when you're faced with a challenge you just you just face it and Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we we required a lot of prayer and uh we're not afraid to ask for it as you guys well know Mm -hmm. and um yeah so I would say it strengthened our faith it was you know of course there's moments where I guess you're weakened or you're, you're um, like, there's, there's a little bit of lulls, right? So it's amazing when people are standing in the gap for you.
1: I remember, I remember you. I remember Josh. One thing I remember about you and your family is how positive you always were. If people didn't know what you were going through, they'd never know what you were going through.
2: No, exactly. And that, you know, that was part of my goal. Um, I didn't want any part of anything I've ever been through to define who I am as a person. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, it wasn't always easy. And of course, you know, sometimes behind closed doors um, things are, are a little bit tougher, but, um, but what people would see was, was definitely real. Like um I'm definitely filled with a lot of joy and uh, I like to spread that to other people. So,
0: well, and part of what you're doing now is taking those experiences you had as an apparent, a parent that faced unimaginable circumstances and you're helping those other parents that are in the midst of it right now. You're part of a group called Candlelighters. Can you tell us about uh, what Candlelighters are or what Candlelighters is? Uh, we are a support group
2: um, for families who have kids with cancer and um, we're all volunteer board members you know we all have jobs outside of uh, what we do for charity and um, you know all all money raised goes to our mission and um, you know we we do a lot of things Um, we started with you know hospital visitations and stuff and and we had one event per year this is going back a few years I've been on the board since 2005 so we've changed a lot in that time Uh, we have grown a lot in the last few years um, because just you know fundraising and everything has has gotten a lot better for us and uh so, I mean, we used to just do one family camp where we would have, you know, about 25 to 30 families meet and just, it's a time of connecting and, you know, just understanding what each other is going through. And it's, it's a different kind of family, right? Because your, your blood family can see what you're going through. Your cancer family kind of understands everything that you're going through. Even if the situations are different, you know, the diagnosis is the same, the heaviness is the same, you know, it, and a lot of the treatments are the same. So, so we did that one event and uh and then we started fundraising some more actually the year josh passed away um i needed to keep busy and and i i heard of somebody doing an online auction on facebook and i thought that's a great idea so we started that and it it took off a lot very quickly and um so yeah now i mean we we send care packages to newly diagnosed families we help um, cover some costs of funerals. Um, we have about six events per year. They used to be in-person events, but now we we manage to do virtual events, and uh, we do deliveries to families for like Easter and Halloween and and Christmas and stuff. So we have three parking passes on the ward. We have a food cupboard up on on the ward as well, so families always have access to snacks because. You know, we know that oftentimes when when your child gets sick, it's in the middle of the night, and uh, you're sitting in a merge for numerous hours, and by the time you're up to the ward, you know, the trades have come and gone, and and people are hungry, and so we make sure that we have coffee, tea, and snacks up there, and um, yeah, I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting to mention, but...
0: (laughs) You mentioned parking passes, and I mean... Like that is actually a huge expense when somebody in your family is in the hospital, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's unreal. It's I don't understand how people can afford to continue to pay for parking all the time. Right. Because a lot of these families actually um, have to step back from both of their jobs because often there's other kids involved, you know, there's other children at home that need care. And then there's the child in the hospital that needs, you know, needs a, another parent to be there full time. So, um, I don't know how they do it. I mean, we were blessed that we never had to pay for parking because, you know, we have, we have uh, a good friend who has a business right in the area where we always got to park, but, mm. um, but yeah, parking passes is it takes a huge burden off. I mean, we started with one and then we kept adding another one and another one as, as you know, as soon as we could, cause they only have so and so many available, but
1: how important is it to have support like this and to have something like a candlelighters?
2: You know, it just takes, you know, it goes back to just that different kind of family. Um, I see it. We have a, a Facebook group. It's a private group where it's only for parents um, of children with cancer, non-cancerous tumors and related blood disorders, uh, where we connect and share and ask for advice. And and I mean, we're we're very involved in that as well. And Um, it's a sense of community um, because nobody else truly understands what you're going through unless you've gone through it. Like you can have sympathy for somebody, but to truly empathize, you have to have gone through something like that.
0: Yeah, it's got to be very isolating as a parent. If everybody around you, you know, maybe they've had struggles in life, but they haven't faced something like that. It's got to be pretty lonely then for you.
2: Well, yeah, and because not everybody understands either, right? Because you have to do what's best for your family and your child at this time. And and there are points where, you know, you lose friends because they don't understand. It's They feel like you're you're rejecting them um, mm. because, you know, they want to get together. And you're like, well, you know, the blood counts aren't so good right now. So, you know, we're going to just hold off on, on visits for now. And um, so, yeah, you do lose friends, but you sure make a lot more. So...
1: And it's got to be a different kind of friendship.
2: It is, absolutely. Yeah, because you have a connection with a very strong heart factor.
1: You were mentioning being isolated during your time when you were in hospital. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you and Josh. Uh, Well, for us, we were
2: isolated twice because they thought he had chicken pox. And chicken pox can be very deadly for kids who... Um, are undergoing chemotherapy and so they put us in a room they started pumping him full of antivirals and uh, antibiotics and stuff and so we had to stay in that room until no more spots appeared and um, so you know I think that was two two or three days that we were in and I mean it's I at least got to have like other people come into the room right you can still have some visitors and stuff but even then you feel locked in because you know you can't take your your child who has boundless energy out into the hallway to run around you know Mm you 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 kind of are in this tiny little room and uh, they try to make it you know as as good as it can be in there but I mean it is what it is but it's a completely different lockdown or lockdown now than what it was with the situation we were in like now, you know, the parent isn't even allowed to, to leave the room. Uh, for us, it was just Josh that was not allowed to leave the room. So,
0: yeah, but, this is at uh, health sciences center in Winnipeg in the child cancer ward. Can you tell us what is going on right now for them?
2: Um, right now, according to one of the moms, Facebook posts, uh, they are confined to a room for, it was supposed to be up to 12 days. And, um, I guess, uh, some of the kids had tested positive. Um, I know some of the staff was said to have tested positive as well. I can't confirm that, but, um, yeah. So when anything happens like that on that ward, especially with the, uh, immunocompromised, um, they shut things down pretty quick. They act pretty quick because this is not something that they want these kids to be getting. So,
1: now, when you heard about this, you decided that something needed to be done to help these families. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Uh, you know, we have an amazing board at Candlelighters. And, you know, when I when I heard about this, I, I just, it bothered me for a few hours. And I'm like, you know, what can we as a group do, right? And so I called the hospital first because I don't, I like to do my homework before I present the board with any ideas. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> And so I I called the ward first, I talked to the charge nurse, and I said, I just asked what what was being provided. And so I was told that they were, you know, getting some snack foods for breakfast, like the parent, the the child still gets their three meals from the hospital um, per day. So my concern was the parent. So um, they were getting snack foods in the morning, a bag lunch, but there was nothing had been planned for dinner yet. So I thought that would be a perfect way for us to step in and uh so I just asked if that was a possibility and they said absolutely so um I immediately approached the board and and uh they gave a full two thumbs up from everybody and uh we got the ball rolling and you know it was pretty exciting for us I mean sad that this is happening but we're always happy to help wherever we can
1: no, it started off with just, you know, a pizza here, a pizza there. But this grew and grew and grew and grew. What was that yeah. like to watch that? Well, you know, it, it <laughs> came
2: kind of out of left field because a lot of our fundraising is done here in the Pemina Valley. Um, I basically went on my Facebook because we're always very transparent with where our money goes. And I went on to my own personal Facebook um, just to thank my friends because mm, the friends and business owners I have are huge supporters. And, and we have many more supporters, but, you know, the bulk of it does come from this area. And and I just wanted to say thanks. And and this is what we're doing and we're excited about it. And so then a few comments came in and... and asking whether they can donate. And I'm like, Oh, I honestly, it hadn't even crossed my mind. This was not supposed to be a fundraiser. Um, we were just doing this as a group and, and, you know, we were happy to help. And uh, so then I added the e-transfer information onto my post and, and then I had somebody asked if I could make it public. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> and, and so I made my post public and, uh, and then I guess, somebody else asked us to put it on the uh candlelighter social media as well and then it just kind of took a a life of its own there so i i literally i made it public i i put it on our candlelighters and i kind of went to bed and when i woke up there was already 2200 dollars in donations so i thought yeah this is this is going to get big and it sure has
0: into the tens of thousands of dollars now. <laughs> what's it been like? Not just for you to watch this, but what's it been like for those families to watch all this support pouring in from people?
2: Oh, you know they're so excited about it. Um, they they love how how much we're growing and and how much we're doing, and we're always trying to think of new ways to hit these families where it matters. Like you know, hit the more their needs actually are. And, um, yeah, they're pretty excited about it. Um, especially the mom who kind of brought this to our attention. Um, she just continues to post, like, she just can't believe that something like this happened and she, yeah, she's, she's very thankful. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, you kind of wake up and you're like, did this all really happen? (laughs) You know, you know, and, and she said, you know, she's never been a part of something this big before. And so that's, it's amazing. And, and I keep reminding her that she's the reason, you know, a lot of people are talking to me and, and whatever, but I, I keep reminding her she's the reason for all of this. So. That's awesome.
1: This is also a huge reminder that even in these chaotic times where there's a lot of animosity, there's still so much kindness and generosity.
2: Well, there is. People have good hearts. It's just, you know, to see all this division now that's going on and everybody just pulling together because they see a need, it just, you know, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It doesn't matter uh, if you're vaxxed or not or or any of that stuff. Everybody's pulling together to help
1: those that are in need. For those who want to get involved as Candlelighters Manitoba, want to help out in any way, just want to learn more, or for a listener, That may be the person who is struggling on the other end of the child who has um, cancer. How can they go about finding resources or finding out more information?
2: You know, there's a lot of information on our website. That's www.manitobacandleaders.org. And there's email information and many ways to to contact us on there as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for making time for us today. Yeah, no problem. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Remember, if you want to listen to this conversation again or to any of the other conversations that we've had here on Connections, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Head. You can find that at podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.